On today's episode, we have Morgan Brixis from Shiloh Court Bridal. Yes, and it was such a good episode because she has such a wonderful story from working a super random job <laughs> that she was great at. You guys will hear all about it. Um, to having to make decisions on a dream that she's had for a really long time and knowing when the right time is to pull the trigger. Right. I was really inspired, in fact, by the <laughs> her whole story of how they were like all in. And then I, I won't spoil it, but then, <laughs> you know, what they decided to do as far as like when to pull out and then when to restart um, and through her husband's military career and having to make all those hard decisions we've all had to make. Yeah, I've had to make. Yes. <laughs> Geo bacheloretting, bacheloring. Yeah, there's I think there's a lot of people in our community that go through that and people just don't necessarily know. Right. And the challenges that come with it. But I love that she still stuck to her vision, even if she did it years and years later. She still had this like passion in her gut of like, this is what I want to do one day. Yeah. And being able to take that leap of faith and see the need for that here um, and still balance working full time while running a business and starting that. I know I'm like, you're so responsible. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can't even imagine <laughs> doing that right now. Um, I love that every time we talked about just her business, Shiloh, but also wedding dresses and brides coming in, her face just lit up up. You can tell that this is just her dream coming to fruition. It was so cute to see. Right. And that she recognized the milestones along the way. Cause sometimes we're only like focused on the end goal of, okay, we're going to do this. I'm going to make this mm -hmm. much money a year. And here's my goal. Here's my budget and the numbers thing. But she's like, I love that we were at a market and we had our name tags. I know. Like just being grateful for those little moments. I got chills when she said that. I was like, that is one of those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, this yeah, is happening. This is happening. Pinch me. Or like being at the bank and hearing people say the name of the business. Yes. And that she's actually like being appreciative and absorbing those moments. Yeah. So. You can tell she's super grateful to be where she is. And she can't be, I mean, how old do you think she is? 25? I don't know. Maybe yeah, she's young. She's really young. So, but it's great that she's starting it now and getting it off the ground. And I can't wait to see where it grows um, and what it turns into and all the plans that she has in mind. I can't yeah. wait to follow it. Yeah. So go check out Shiloh Court Bridal, downtown Southern Pines, and enjoy Morgan. I'm Sarah. I'm Caitlin. Two women discussing all things in business. Welcome to She's, She's the, the Boss. We have Morgan Brixis here with Shiloh Bridal, correct? Yes, yep. Shiloh Court Bridal. Shiloh Court Bridal. Awesome. Yeah. Tell us the story behind the name. I'm very curious about that. Yeah, so that is the street that I grew up on. It's oh, where my parents live. Um, so it's kind of a nod to them. I I came up with the name when I was in college. I wrote a business plan. I, I studied business in school, and they taught you how to write business plans. So when I would just be daydreaming, um, I would write up a business plan for a bridal shop called Shiloh Court Bridal. I didn't know where or when or how it would ever happen, but I just I always kept that business plan in my back pocket um, in hopes that it would happen one day. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's been like a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. It, how long ago was that? Um, so that I graduated in 2017. So okay. it's been a few years, but I've, I've just always been like, has always been a dream of mine. I've always been super passionate about um, the fashion industry and just growing up. I mean, dresses, dressing up, say yes to the dress on TLC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I totally watched it, that. <laughs> um, that kind of stuff. That's just, that's my happiness. That was, that's what brings me joy and gives me all the butterflies. So you went to school for business. Mm -hmm. um, did you know that you wanted to be a business owner? Did you think that you were going to be in management or like what was the end game? Yeah. So when you were in school, obviously <laughs> we know what's happening now. Mm -hmm. um, so graduating college, it, it was more of just like a one day, I hope this happens. Um, 
it was a long-term goal. When I was graduating, I think the goal was just like get a job. Um, so I thought I was, well, my goal was just to graduate and um, build a career for myself, probably in the corporate world somewhere, hopefully in the fashion industry, just because that is where um, my interests lied and where my passion lied. Um, but yeah, straight out of college, my, my first job was not in the fashion industry. Um, I actually was a, uh, sales and marketing specialist for a small women owned business in Wisconsin that manufactures toilet parts. Oh, cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So that was my first job selling toilet parts, quirky toilet repair. Um, I can tell you everything about the inside of a toilet tank from flappers <laughs> to fill valves to flush valves. Well, that could come in handy. Super handy. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Is your husband military? He is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you might need that information. It will all break while he's gone. Right. Except with her luck, it won't be the toilet. Right, right, Not right. just your luck, but. Mm-hmm. army wife luck yeah. it will not be the toilet it'll be the one thing you don't know yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that's so funny absolutely so how long did, were you there um I was there for a couple of years um so that was pre-covid so like remote work wasn't really a thing mm-hmm. um it was a small company no one worked remote so they were totally supportive and understanding when I let them know hey my husband is um gonna be at Fort Campbell I'm I'm going to have to move to Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, And so they were supportive of that. So I had to find a new job when we moved to Tennessee to be at Fort Campbell. And I started working for PepsiCo Beverages on their Dollar General team in Nashville. I did that for three years. Um, Absolutely loved it. I'm so thankful for that experience and the people I met there. What did Um, you do for them? I was a sales analyst, mostly like operations focused. So anything that happens on the inside of a store from um, the product to the coolers to the signage um, that I was um, part of all of that. There's a lot of Dollar General stores. There are. (laughs) There's like 18,000, over 18,000 now. What's the difference between... Uh, like Pepsi being in a Walmart or Food Lion versus a Dollar General? Um, The difference, so everywhere, like across the country, wherever there is a corporate headquarters for um, like a certain gas station or a Walgreens or like any retailer, um, Pepsi puts an office where those big customers are. So Mm -hmm. Dollar General's headquarters is in Nashville. Therefore, the PepsiCo Dollar General team is also in Nashville. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But Pepsi's are only a dollar at Dollar General, right? I think it might be more than it. Well, Not now it is. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like one twenty-five or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I'm just curious, like how do they do that? If you buy a Pepsi at Walmart, it's three twenty-nine. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But at Dollar General, it's cheaper, right? But it's the same Pepsi. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yep. I don't know. I wasn't part of pricing. I was more I like... Just, I would like to know the inside. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just in their contracts. Like, they'd rather have it in there than not at all. Yeah. You know? And so they're willing to take less money for it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And they're making up for it at the other place. Yeah. So mm-hmm. balances out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Side tangent. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Back to you. It happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you were in Nashville. I was in Nashville. I was, so my husband was at, in Clarksville. Yeah. Um, that's where we found the house right away. Cause I didn't know where I was going to work. So when I started working downtown, I was commuting. Um, How was that? I know a lot of people that do that <laughs> and it, have mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it's a lot, um, without traffic, it was an hour, but there was always traffic. Mm-hmm. So, um, like usually three hours total driving every day. What did you do during that time? Um, podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> called people. I I called my friends and family all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was actually a good way to catch up with everyone when I was living in a different state as them. Was that your first time leaving home? Mm-hmm. Um, well, kind of leaving the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I met my husband um, at school. We both went to Iowa State. And he was doing the ROTC program. I was studying business. Yeah, we, we met at a party and started talking. And um, turns out our hometowns are 
two hours apart in Wisconsin. So he's oh, cool. he's from northern Wisconsin. I'm from southeastern Wisconsin. Oh, that makes it easy when you go back home to visit family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he so he was a year older than I was. I didn't have a car right away my freshman year. So I was like, hey, can you drive me home for, <laughs> for Thanksgiving and all the holidays? Um, but yeah, so that I went to Iowa State moved back home for the quirky toilet repair job while he went and did his trainings in schools. Like I think he went to Virginia, then Georgia. He had orders for Alaska initially, which I wasn't thrilled about (laughs) (laughs) um, location wise, just how far away it is. But I was up for the adventure. So at one point I thought I was moving to Alaska, um, but things changed and his orders got sent to Fort Campbell. So we went there instead. And how long were you guys at Fort Campbell? And then did you come straight here after that? Mm -hmm. So that was about four years at Fort Campbell. I think I only lived there though for two of them because there was a, in the beginning, he, he went on a a six month deployment. So I was like, well, I'm staying in Wisconsin with my family and Mm -hmm. with my job that I had Mm -hmm. to do that. He, came back from the six-month deployment, got changed to, like, some other unit. Um, I don't know exactly what happened, but he ended up having to go for another, like, back-to-back six months. first. (laughs) I know. That happened to us, too. They're like, okay, welcome back. Now we're going to switch you to this team. Mm -hmm. And, oh, they're deploying next week. So I'm like, oh, I thought we were going to have all this time together. And then they just turn right around and get on their deployment schedule. Mm -hmm. And I guess they can do that because of the length of the deployment. You only have to have a certain number of like days dwell time or something. But when have they ever followed rules? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there's always a way around things, but it's supposed to be a certain amount of time before you leave again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was under the impression it was like six months gone, a year home, six months gone, a year home. But I I don't really know exactly. I mean, he's told me, but it's all kind of like goes over my head sometimes. (laughs) Same. (laughs) And my husband's retired now, so mm-hmm. I'm never going to pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually, that the quirky toilet repair job, I had given them notice about the first deployment. Like, hey, when he comes home, I'm leaving and going to Tennessee. So I'm pretty sure they even, they already had like a replacement lined up for me and everything. Yeah. I mean, naturally, right? And then I remember been telling me about the second deployment and I just went straight to my boss. I remember like I was very close with that boss. So I felt comfortable crying in front of her. I was going to say first you had to cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I went to her immediately and I remember the news was so fresh. I was like, can I please stay? Um, yeah. I know I technically kind of told you I'm, I'm leaving, but can I please stay for six mo- more months? And they were amazing about it which is unusual for them because it's not a military town and so they're probably like what the heck is happening you're leaving you're you're Mm -hmm. staying like (laughs) what in the world how is it this crazy Mm -hmm. and how gracious of them it was amazing I'm very thankful for that but yeah so during that second deployment I think that was when you know it was winter in Wisconsin my husband's gone I'm selling toilet parts um <laughs> i love it <laughs> it could be depressing but i feel like you you liked that job it, i did I, I i liked the job a lot i'm very thankful for it when we say selling toilet parts you're at like a brick and mortar and people would come in or so, uh, you're like calling people so they were the they're the manufacturer and their product is sold at Target, Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, like all of the hardware stores. So I would like be going into those stores and training the sales representatives on how to sell our products and um, talking to hardware store owners every day. That actually sounds like a good time. It was kind of cool. If you like people and, you know, Mm -hmm. training people and all that. And I wonder what they pictured, like when they're like, oh, yeah. the toilet sales girls coming in. Like I would have a totally different picture than you. Right, yeah. I'd be like, okay, it's probably going to be some like yeah. frumpy person coming in with a tool belt on. Yeah, I, and, like, <laughs> I would I, totally envision something different. <laughs> I know I, that was, so it was, it's a women owned business. The whole sales team was women. And I learned a lot, especially being like a young, like recent college graduate working in a 
very male dominated industry mm-hmm. was a unique experience for sure. We're like, we need to get her off. That's what, exactly <laughs> what I was just thinking. I need to talk to this. Are lady. you still in touch with her? <laughs> the um, owner. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to get some Wisconsinites. Is that what we? Wisconsinites. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, how did you that? That's like a random. Fun I don't fact. know. It must be like in the back of my brain somewhere. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I, I love the Wisconsinites. I love mm-hmm. that little accent and everyone just seems so friendly and um <laughs> down to earth and just like simple mm-hmm. not in yeah. a bad way but mm-hmm. just like no it was great are, yeah so, so yeah. there you were in the dead of winter it sounds very depressing <laughs> so for that reason um I just I thought I need to do a little something extra that is going to make me happy and bring me a little more joy during that time so good the, for you, because a lot of people just wallow in their sorrow. <laughs> it's really easy to do, especially in the dead of winter when you're like, oh, my gosh, this sucks, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So um, I saw that the bridal shop in my town was hiring for weekend help. So I I interviewed, applied, got the job. So I kept the my regular toilet repair job during the week and then just on weekends just to make myself happy um I I would work at this bridal shop and that's where I mean I I knew I always loved that um that industry and that business but that just really made me think like yes this is what I want to do and it helps that that own the owner of the bridal shop um she she was the kind of woman who um like you look at her and go you are like, I want to be like you when I grow up. (laughs) I really looked up to her and really admire her and respect her. So, um, she was a great role model to me. Awesome. So once you got here, how long did it take you from getting here to now setting up the shop and what were like kind of the obstacles Mm -hmm. that you faced in that? Yeah. So I, I moved here in 2021 to go to Fort Bragg with my husband and I was able to take my Pepsi job with me working remote because this is now post COVID and everyone yeah. worked from home. So I was working for Pepsi in 2021. We got here and I don't know, we just, Ben, ben is, he's always been so supportive of this dream. Like if we would just be walking um, around a, a random town or something, exploring, he'd go, oh my gosh, that, like, look at that empty storefront. That'd be perfect for a bridal Aww, shop. Yeah. So <laughs> this is just a dream that we we started to talk about together. And when we came here, we were doing the same thing. When we were exploring Southern Pines and Moore County, we'd, we'd walk around like just to look at empty storefronts and peek in the windows and say like, oh, wouldn't that be such a cool bridal shop one day? Did he know about your business plan from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So you share that with him when you guys were newly dating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He just knew that it's always been something I've loved and yeah. that makes me happy. Yeah. Um, so he was totally on board and, but yeah, it was just a dream at that point. And then I remember we were sitting in Agora in Pinehurst. Great, great place to sit <laughs> and think and brainstorm and all that. Getting our coffee and they had the, um, the pilot had issues of the bride and groom magazine sitting out. So I brought that over to the table and Ben and I are just sitting there flipping through the magazine and we go there, there's no bridal shop here. I remember even like going to the very back, the glossary where they have all of the categories like florists, caterers, wedding planners, photographers, everything. And there, there wasn't even a category for dress shops. So that's when we kind of thought, oh my gosh, like, should we actually do this? You know, it wow, is now... I'm sure that was a big moment. It really was. Yeah. And it was scary at the time because I think we said, like, yes, let's go for it. We've always wanted to do this. So I, so this is, like, January 2022 at this point, and we filed all the paperwork. We applied for all the permits, the licenses, did all the paperwork to start an LLC. And I remember there was just this one night I was laying in bed staring at the ceiling and I just I panicked and I like shook him awake and I was like I can't do this I'm scared I'm nervous what if this is a huge mistake at the time so with that Pepsi job was very very demanding I had like no free time I don't even think I had really reached the goal like financially that I had in my head like to to be able to start this business I just I felt 
I, I didn't feel ready. So I chickened out. And the next day I said, let's pretend this never happened. Um, oh, yeah. You All of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah. So we're done with this. The next day we canceled everything. What were the everything. thoughts going through your head that night, though? Like if you had to get really specific with what you were telling yourself. It was just it was a lot of fear of the unknown. And it's a huge risk. I, you know, with move I knew that we wouldn't like with his job being so like moving all the time what if we don't stay here what if it interferes with my with my Pepsi job what if it fails <laughs> um yeah I think that was the biggest thing is just what if it fails and I'm making a huge mistake yeah mm-hmm. it really it's just a leap of faith and I don't think I was ready for it at that time so we canceled everything um, the next day, and I, I was like, "What did Ben say?" So you like shook him awake, and was he like, "No, we could do this," or was he like, "Yeah, I feel you, babe." No, the <laughs> whole time he has never said this is a bad idea. He's always been like, "Do it, do it, do it, do it." But I mean, he was also like supportive of me in that in that state of mm-hmm. panic. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay, it's gonna be okay. I think was his biggest thing is it, it's okay you know, not pressuring me to do it if I didn't want to. So we tabled that idea for a second. I got a a new job with a business consulting company as a category analyst for them, still remote, but this job, and, and that's what I do now. I'm, I'm a senior category analyst for a business consulting company full-time. And that change was, it was life-changing to me because I have more of a, a work-life balance now that I didn't have with Pepsi. So I, I have more time to dedicate to this dream. It was a change financially too. Like, so I started that job and by the end of the year, I was at that savings goal that I had in my mind okay. all along mm-hmm. of what it would take to start this bridal shop. And I was just in a much better place I, I guess mostly like work work life balance mm-hmm. wise I felt like I could handle this which that affects you physically emotionally everything yeah. like if you are worked to the max and stressed beyond burnt out yeah just completely burnt out yeah you're not going to have even the the physical ability to be able to take on <laughs> something else you're yeah. probably just so exhausted what a beautiful thing to acknowledge with yourself too I think that a lot of people myself included when i feel like I've made the decision and committed to something. I'm like, nope, we're, we're going, we're doing this and I'm going to push through and I will figure it out even if I am burnt out. And to know that about yourself and have that self-awareness, obviously the dream didn't die, right? We're here. (laughs) So yes, yes. Uh, So started the new job, fast forward to exactly one year later. So uh, from that whole panic moment Uh of chickening out, January of this of this year of 2023 we revisited the the dream how did it come back up um I think I just like mentally I I thought I'm in a better place now I, I can do this I was I gained confidence I really did I I had the confidence back and I think I was starting to also worry like if if I don't do this now, am I ever going to do it? Mm-hmm. Because this is the most perfect opportunity in this amazing, charming little town community that doesn't have a bridal shop. It, it just it blew my mind that yeah. like how perfect is this all lining up right now? Um, when you hit that financial goal, and I bet mm-hmm. that boosted your confidence too. Like it this did. was the number that I needed. It did. It really did. I I just I felt more comfortable in that time. So. Yes, looking back, um, the first time was not the right timing. And then the second time, it, it just, that was when it was supposed to happen, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't even think, I mean, I understand why you say chicken out and panic moment, because that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but to look back on it, it's almost like that was the way it was supposed to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. W- I feel amazing about it. Now everything happened the way it should. So st- yeah, started the process back up in January, redid all the paperwork and filed for the LLC and the permits and everything just kind of, I mean, fell into place from there. I mean, I st- there was still nerves because- of course. <laughs> Of course, 
But, I mean, we found the most perfect location that was available, downtown Southern Pines. And I just, I started working with um, Fall Line, Julia Meyer with Fall Line Creative, who did my my brand design and my logo design. And I remember her sending me all of it. And I just, I started crying happy tears, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, is this happening? She put me in touch with Katie Novak with um, Collab with Katie, and she built the website Again, it just like we started started to become more real, and um, I don't know everything. It's been the com- everyone here has been so supportive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we talk supportive about this all the. I think time. Katie's come up on every podcast. Katie, too. Really? <laughs> love you. Our collab mommy. <laughs> That's what I call her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's she's wonderful, and it's so fun to see an idea that you've had in your brain Mm -hmm. come to life Mm -hmm. and see the colors and just the whole, um, the vibe that happens when you have a website and you can see everything come together. It Mm -hmm. has its own personality. Exactly. Yeah. I remember when people started saying like Shiloh Corp Bridal back to me, like talking about the business, if I would be at a bank or something it was really weird at first like (laughs) oh my gosh other people are saying this out loud and it's not just an idea in my head (laughs) right they're they're talking as if it's real Uh (laughs) oh my gosh I'm sure that was crazy yeah so how does the process go of starting that do you go to like expos where wholesalers are and you pick the things out I'm genuinely curious about this yeah like you want (laughs) to I'm like how do you even do all of this yeah um and they have like wholesalers and you pick out the dresses or you just get sent catalogs and you're like oh and how do you know what sizes to buy and like all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So that was super fun picking my first oh my order. Gosh, I bet. <laughs> um, that was another moment where so so I went to the Atlanta. You can go to markets, different markets um, across the country for different seasons and meet with the designers and see the collections in person and make your selections inside with sizes and, and colors and do everything you, with them there. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. Do, but do designers also have a choice as to who gets to have their mm. gowns in the stores or are they just like, yep, you pay for it. You can have it. Mm-hmm. So with the designers, so I knew which designers I wanted to work with because those are the same designers that were in the store in Wisconsin. Oh, oh sure. So I was familiar with them. So I think it was when I reached out to the contact I had from um, Wisconsin, she gave me the the North Carolina um, representative, and I think she real she wanted like videos and pictures of what the space yeah. looks like. How many fitting rooms are you going to have? How many employees are you going to have? Um, they, they asked a good amount of questions. And then also I think they screen on their end location wise. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like if there's if there's another shop in close vicinity that has that same designer, I, I don't think they'll they'll bring you on. So well, you were in luck there. I know. Yeah. They, they looked at, at the area and, and they go, yep, you're you're good. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> there's nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was the process for getting the designers to accept me as a as a retailer, and then yeah, going to market was so fun. Oh I, gosh, I brought my mom with me. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Atlanta, and um, yeah, that was just another moment. Like we we had our badges printed. I'm wearing a badge that says Shiloh Court Bridal. My mom's wearing a badge that says Shiloh Court Bridal, and. It, just seeing all the beautiful dresses like those butterflies were still there and I was like yes this this feels so right this feels right yeah. and you get to go dress shopping for <laughs> to make money not spend <laughs> right did you well, I'm sure grow you up dreaming <laughs> yeah, yeah of course did you grow up dreaming of like your wedding mm-hmm. yeah and did you I'd say so. have a wedding that you dreamt of yes okay yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just I, I think I'll Many girls do that. Not all girls do that. But I think that it's something probably through fairy tales and all of these things that we are, you know, indoctrinated to believe that we are supposed to have some fairy tale wedding. But to be able to do it now for a living is, I mean, magical, mm-hmm. right? To help other women pick out the dress that they're going to wear for this thing that they've dreamt of for however long mm-hmm. is wonderful. Yeah. So when exactly did you open and did you do like a grand opening event? How'd you get your first 
clients? How did yeah. that work? Um, so we opened in Jul- uh, June, June 17th. We had a little grand opening event. It was really nice, really special. And I don't know, I'd say so far, like the brides are either word of mouth or maybe social media. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's been going really well. Um, I have one incredible, incredible employee, Victoria. Um, she runs most of the appointments. And I mean, between the two of us doing appointments every day, like we, we cry happy tears every day. It's, <laughs> it's the best job in the world. And it just it makes me so happy. So are you you're still doing your other job? Yes. So you do that Monday through Friday from home? Yes. Are you able to be in the store during that time or how does it work? Are you guys open all the time? So right now, and mostly for the reason of I'm, I'm doing my other job full time, um, kind of like to be able to be able to also do this on the side. Uh, we're taking appointments on Saturdays and Sundays right now. I would absolutely love to expand to Fridays, Thursdays, and like start creeping into the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that things are going right now, I'm like demand for appointments has mostly been on Saturdays and Sundays. Sure. A couple of Fridays, and we've done Friday appointments before too. Um, it's mostly just like being able to plan ahead for appointments is like my biggest ask. Um, I get a lot of questions saying, "Oh, are you are you appointment only?" I th- my, my response is always just like, we really like, we prefer having an appointment just for scheduling purposes and to be able to have a heads up and plan our day. Um, this well, and, and it's more of an intimate experience exactly. for the bride as well. And she gets the full attention of you guys. Exactly. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, if, if there is just one person running an appointment and someone walks in, I would just, um, that would be... I, don't, I just want to be able to manage everyone's yeah, schedule, a lot. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also it probably vets out the people like, I would just like to go try on wedding dresses. <laughs> well, we, we, I, we're going to find a time to come uh, in. Yeah, we are. I was just thinking that. I was like, we need to go in and, and look at all of these. Yeah. But um, that also like vets out like, oh, when is your wedding date? You know, having them get all the appointments. So do people just go on your website and you have, you know, designated times they can book or do they contact you and you kind of work with them? Mm-hmm. Um, we can do either. I mean, I've booked appointments via Instagram messages before, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, phone calls, but the easiest way, and I think maybe like the quickest way is to yeah, go to our website. There's a link for scheduling an appointment and it'll give you the the times that are available. So do you have a timeline of when you want to phase out of, because I would imagine that's the goal, yes. right? Is to not work yes. full time and yes. be able to do your own thing. Yes. Do you have a timeline or a financial goal or whatever that is? Um, I would, I mean, I'm just kind of like taking it day by day and just seeing how this, this first year goes for sure. I would say, I mean, maybe that's like a five-year goal Mm -hmm. um, to be able to do the bridal shop full-time and um, not have to have a full-time job on top of it. Yeah. So where are you guys located? I think I know. Is it? Uh, We are uh, at 200 North Bennett Street in Southern Pines. Um, It's the cutest little like historic home. It used to be... uh, hair salon it was a, a hair salon for the longest time okay so yeah we're on that corner and it's it's the perfect spot I'm very happy there yeah mm-hmm. I can tell yeah I remember I was so that space I was just driving through southern pines I think I was on my way to a, a yoga class at hot asana and um I saw a for rent sign outside and I texted uh, Kristen Morocco with Everything Pines Partners. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She helped me find our house too. She's the best. And yeah, we we got a tour of the place and I just, I was like, yes, this is it. This is the space that I've been dreaming of. That was after you had filed all the LLC paperwork, all of that. I'm pretty sure I already had, like my website might've already been in the works. Yeah. Cause I think I didn't give Katie an address right away. <laughs> I mean, that seems to me to be like the typical way that it goes. Mm -hmm. Although we've talked to so many people who have 
quote done it backwards, but is right. it really backwards? We don't know. Um, cause it seems to all work out no matter which right. way you do it, as long as you end up doing all of the steps, mm-hmm. but it seems like it didn't take long for you to find an actual location. Yeah. So from January, you know, January is where everything's uh, kicked back off again, signed the lease and I, we moved into the space April 1st. So it took a little bit of time. Um, that's but, nothing. Yeah, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> How big of a space is it? It's pretty small. So we have two bridal suites and two formal gown suite um, dressing rooms, too. I think it's like 800 square feet. So yeah. it's not huge, but it's perfect for what we have right now. The The dresses that we have. So we have one room that's all formals, and that's... Giovanni is the designer of those gowns and then the other room is all bridal and the, that's those three designers um, Maddie Lane Martina Liana and Stella York so um I just feel like that it's it's perfect right now I can see us maybe I mean hopefully outgrowing the space in the future but sure. right now it's it's perfect so that would be a goal I think so I think so yeah <laughs> And so you're a military spouse, which means that there is potential for you guys to PCS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I think um, I've heard one of you have have the same experience. My husband's at Fort Campbell right now. Oh, he's still there? No, he came here. Yeah, he came here (laughs) and now he's at Fort Campbell again. What the heck? job does he do <laughs> he's all over the place uh he came here for the q course okay and, okay and then he got stationed there yes Bleh. yes that was me um we did three years apart because of our business here and just really saying like okay what's the end game the end game is that you're gonna retire and not have to work for anybody else so the school has to be a priority and you just embrace the suck for however long you have to and realize it's a huge sacrifice and then you do it. <laughs> so if he's special forces, though, won't he stay at Fort Campbell basically forever? Um, <laughs> That's how we stayed here forever because my husband was in third group mm-hmm. um, before he became an instructor and, you know. Once you're there, you're just kind of there. But didn't he have to, didn't he do a job where he was gone a little bit, like in Virginia or something? Yeah. Once he became an instructor, um, like five years before he got out, he was, I mean, he had done, I don't know, 11, 12, 13 deployments and all types of injuries and explosions and stuff. So he was like, yeah, I don't think my body can handle <laughs> anymore. And I'm like, I can't handle anymore. Kept yeah. having all these kids and <laughs> just happened it did it really did and so um we're gonna need a sex ed lesson yeah <laughs> this is how babies are made that's how you can prevent babies being made well i mean when they're gone all the time you got to take advantage mm-hmm. of when they're home so truly that's what happens and then sometimes your body's like oh we're having one regardless of what you think <laughs> um but yeah, so for the last five years, he was an instructor, and they did part of the training here and then part of it in D.C. So, like, every three months, he'd go to D.C. for 45 days is what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But then they've got, oh, well, we're going to do the week, you know, testing to put the people in training in between those. Oh, that class filled up, so now we have to add another class. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, for up until COVID, he pretty much lived in DC, but we homeschooled. And so we would just go up there cause he lived in the West end. So he got like the big suites with separate bedrooms and kitchen and everything. And at that point we only had three kids. So we would just go up there and like, okay, we're going to study George Washington and go to Mount Vernon. And much easier with three kids, much easier with yeah. three than five. Yeah. And then COVID hit. And so a lot of their stuff was remote. Um, and then they kind of didn't do any classes for a little while Mm -hmm. and then it kicked back up for another like year and a half, which was harder with five kids for him to go for 45 days and, you know, me not sleep because my last two kids were like, yeah, I don't know what sleep is. We don't do this. We don't sleep. Mm -hmm. But 
yeah, so we were lucky that we've been at Fort Bragg Liberty. Is that what it's called now? Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg. <laughs> For 16, 17 years. But I did the same thing. We were in Colorado for two, but I maybe lived there maybe a year because as soon as we got married, we got pregnant right after that. And then, of course, he deployed right after that. And it was a 12, supposed to be 12 months, ended up being like 15 months. Yeah. Um, and came home for two weeks for me to have the baby. <laughs> and so I did the same thing. I was like, I'm not going to be pregnant and out in this cold place all by myself having a baby. And I don't really know anybody. And people there are very friendly once you get to know them. But they're so hard to get to know. Like, they're just very private. And they'd look at me weird because I'm from the South. I'd walk around and be like, hey, hey. Mm. You know, you just say hi to everybody. You're on a walk. Sorry. And you just... <laughs> Say hi. You're in a store. If yep. you make eye contact, you say hi. Yes. And they're like, what? what? That is the biggest thing that I noticed. I'm from California and moved to Southern Alabama for the first time ever leaving San Diego. Oh. And culture, I thought. Culture shock. Oh, my gosh. It was so intense. <laughs> but the biggest thing I noticed was like, oh, people are friendly here. Things are slower here. People say hi. You know who your neighbors are. And not everybody's in a rush to do everything. And when I would go home, I would notice it so much more because it would be, I'd be like, you know, a fish out of water at that point where I was like, oh my gosh, is this what I've been living in for 23 years or whatever it was at that point? But it's yeah. even driving and Colorado doesn't have merge lanes like on the highways and they will not let you over or like get over so you can get over. Whereas here you like argue with people at, at go ahead, stop go ahead. signs. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go ahead. No, you go. What's Wisconsin like? What's the Midwest like? I'd say the same, like, no, after you or yeah. <laughs> yeah. polite. A little bit more polite. So yeah. But that's why I didn't stay in Colorado. I was like, I'm having a really hard time getting to know people. Yeah. And then they moved this whole unit and we were supposed to move to Texas. And I started having problems with my epilepsy. So we got it so that we could come back to North Carolina to be close to family. And then he did 82nd Airborne and got blown up on that deployment. And so then I was like, okay, they tried to move us to Fort Polk since he got, you know, injured. And I was like, all right, now's the time for you to go to selection. You've always wanted to do it. Now is the time so that we don't have to move mm -hmm. and we can stay close to family. Um, and so he did that. And then they tried to change him, his language to go to Washington state. And I was like, Nope, Nope. You're going to French. You will get <laughs> French, not Arabic. So I don't know how I did that, but I just like spoke it into existence. Yeah. So I was like, no, <laughs> that will not happen. So you uh, left out. I did. Yeah. I did. So how, how do you think that's going to work um, I mean, I feel like I've just learned to not really count on anything happening. I know that Good it's for you. It's, yes. <laughs> That's a great thing to learn fairly early on. I, mm -hmm. I understand it's highly likely that he'll stay at Fort Campbell, but I really don't. I also don't believe that. Like, um, he could come back here. He said, you know, there's also always opportunities for instruction, I think. Mm -hmm. um, um, I just, I have a feeling this it, it, if I planned on that, like, oh, we're going to be at Fort Campbell forever, it wouldn't happen because nothing ever goes according to plan. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you when did he PCS back there? Last month. Last month. Mm -hmm. So just right after you opened. Yes. This is classic. This is, yeah. we just talked about this in some episode where both of our husbands left right after the business opened. And I'm sure he helped you do so many things. So much. And then you're like, bye. Exactly. I'll let you know how this is going. <laughs> exactly. In a, in a way, it may almost be easier to juggle both things though with him not here sometimes. Well, of course. All your extra time is spent on the business or, you know, mm -hmm. creating the work-life balance and stuff. It It is easier in a way that you don't have to, quote, worry about somebody else or mm -hmm. schedules or things like that. But it freaking sucks to mm -hmm. not be with your person. It does. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's kind of nice. So we, we have our house here. It, so my husband has a brother who's also military. 
he was at Fort Campbell and the two boys just switched places. So oh. my brother-in-law just got here okay. um, to Fort Bragg. So he's, we're roommates for a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's <laughs> at our house you. with us. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been nice. And Nashville, Fort Campbell's not that far. It's an eight hour drive. Um, I've already visited a couple times yeah. and um, it's just, it's not, it's not the worst thing. Exactly. We were like, you could have been stationed in Alaska for three years yes. and see you never. Yeah. Because how I'm just going to hop on a flight for to Alaska for the weekend, <laughs> says no one. You know, at least flights from RDU to Nashville. Highly recommend getting the Southwest credit card um, and get it for your business. Mm-hmm. And then you can just rack up the points mm-hmm. and a flight to Nashville is fairly low points. That's what we did this whole time. Now we have the companion pass. So anytime that I fly, I can fly. Somebody else can fly for free with me, which is usually Luke. Um, So yeah, little tip for being Nashville to RDU for so long. (laughs) I love it. Get the Southwest Guard because they, I mean, they have a ton of flights from Nashville to to RDU. Yeah. And then it just becomes, you know, you have to figure out when you can go. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I mean, so, I mean, I do try to visit as much as possible. So there is a lot of back and forth right now and that's a lot, but, um, we also know that he is going to be deploying in March, like Mm -hmm. February, March. Um, so it's, it's short term. Like he just got, um, an apartment in Nashville just because how fun (laughs) (laughs) or something short term. Um, so now he's the one commuting. Um, like when we go visit, yeah. I'm like, I had to do this all the time driving from Clarksville to Nashville. But so, yeah, that's what we're doing right now. He's in an, in Nashville working at Fort Campbell until he deploys. And then I'll just be visiting. When did he get those orders? To For deployment? No, for, for Fort to, Campbell. Yeah. He graduated language. Well, no, he got assigned language in November. Right. Yeah. He I'm just wondering the timeline of like, so you, you still open, right? Yeah, still opened. Yeah. Knowing that's awesome. Yeah. That he was going to leave and you guys were just, how did, how did that whole conversation go? If you want to share that. Oh yeah. No, I think it mostly was, um, just like if I, he knows that I've always had this dream and he's always been so supportive of it and like, I support him in his career, but this was like something for me, something I've always wanted to do. And this was the perfect time and place. So um, he's like, yeah, just go for it. And yeah, I I still, I support him in every way, shape and form. But um, this was just something that I, I wanted to do that I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hard decision. Yes. Was there like a back and forth of like, no, we should just go and we'll see what happens. And maybe I can open something there or. Um, I mean, that was, brought up but I think that was shot down right away just because the um there's a bunch of bridal shops in Nashville and and in Clarksville I did look into it um like what's around Fort Campbell but just this area here in Southern Pines is just so unique and um it was just working out perfectly so I knew I wanted to to do it here so as far as the community connections here have you started connecting with you know, Christina with Soiree and Melissa with Village Pine, have you done stuff with them yet? And mm-hmm. Florist, and how are you guys building all of that community to work together? Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, as we talked about before, everyone is just so supportive and amazing in this space. Like just the other day, um, so Southern Pines Floral Company just opened mm-hmm. and she just stopped by the shop the other day with like the most beautiful bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I was invited to her grand opening and I don't know, everyone's just been very, very sweet. So, yeah, it's it's easy to make connections um, in the industry. And that's something that I'm working on doing. Yeah, I I mean, <laughs> there aren't a whole lot of shops down here for people to refer to. So it's kind of like, hey, let me spread my word to all of you guys who are already in this industry and they can all just funnel right in. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so wonderful. For your formal gowns, like when we went prom shopping for my daughter, mm. I was like, there is nothing, nothing. here. Where'd you go? Ross. 
Oh, yeah. Did you find something? Yeah. Okay. We did. <laughs> but we had to alter it a little bit and, you know. Otherwise, it's Raleigh. Yeah. Basically. You, yeah. And I'm like, no, you run in, try stuff on, send me a picture or I'll run by and look at it because, you know, I'm not going to go with all these babies. They'll be like, <laughs> let me get chocolate on everything. Um, so, I mean, that was really like the only, or no, it was TJ Maxx, not Ross, that she found it. But really those that and like Belk were the only places where they really had like formal gowns and your options are very limited there. Do you, people have to order it in advance or can they walk in and walk out with a formal gown? Oh yeah, They can walk in and walk out with a formal gown. Um, what I have right now is mostly geared towards like mother of the bride, mother Mm -hmm. of the groom, um, some like military ball dresses. And then this spring will be prom. So I'll have that in the mix too, which I'm super excited for because yeah. that is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's an exciting thing to do with your. Do you think you'll branch out into any other like rentals or anything like that? Uh, I've gotten a ton of questions about um, like flower girl dresses, bridesmaids oh, yeah. dresses. I, about I didn't have one of those. um so there's definitely lots of ways to branch out and expand but yeah right now I'm just um I'm just starting out so I'm I'm just doing wedding dresses and formals mostly mother of the bride mother of the groom and then yeah my next little step is probably going to be prom in the spring so fun Mm -hmm. I love that Mm -hmm. well if you need teenage girls to model your prom gowns and do photo shoots, I can round you up plenty yeah. of those. Yeah. Oh, how fun. <laughs> that would be so fun to do a photo shoot at like Soiree or Village Pine Venue. Yeah, or like a little fashion show for <gasps> all of them. And yeah. have a place too. Let's do it. Or we could show. do it at Soiree. Yeah. We could fit more people at the theater. Yeah. We've got the aisle. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I love it. We're always just collabing. I know. We're always like, oh, we've got this idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fun. Even a um, tea party of sorts, like an adult tea party would be so fun in fancy dresses mm. with like a fashion show with it in yep. the spring. Mm. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. We'll do <laughs> that. We'll do that. Yeah. The opportunities are endless. There's so many ways you can go with yeah. this. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Well, this has been so fun. Yeah. Tell everybody your website, Instagram handle, all of that stuff so they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So website is shilohcourtbridal.com and Instagram handle is shilohcourtbridal. Yay. Well, we will find time to come in. Well, yes. I know we talked about it previously and we just haven't figured it out, (laughs) but we want to come in and see everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so exciting. I can't wait. I would love that. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you both. I appreciate it. (laughs) Bye. Bye.